Hi, my name is Damien John, and this is Massage Therapy Now. Today, I have uh, two guests, a couple who's been working in massage therapy together for many years, or maybe not together is the right word, but they have their... Uh, how long have you been married, Margaret, if you don't mind um, me asking? 30, 34 years? No, 35. 35, 35. 35 years, wow. So Peter and Margaret, uh, do you both have the last name Bear? We do. Okay. Peter and Margaret Bear are both registered massage therapists here in British Columbia. Margaret's been working for 40 years as an RMT, and Peter has been working for 38 years as an RMT. So we were just laughing about the fact that together they've worked close to 80 years as registered massage therapists. So there's a vast wealth of wisdom between the two of them as far as massage therapy goes. We have a new format on the show. I'm going to ask each of them three questions and it'll be around 15 minutes per per individual. So the length of the show is not as long as it was prior and hopefully that is interesting to those of you listening out there. So we're going to start with Margaret. So Margaret, I've got three questions. Don't worry too much. They're going to be easily answered by you, I'm sure. The first one is have you and how have you seen the profession of massage therapy change over the course of your life as a therapist from I guess it would have been the late 70s, is that correct? Yes, 1978. Mm-hmm. Is when I so could you could you speak to that a little bit how you what what you've seen shift or what stands out to you? Yeah, I think probably the, the biggest change has been in the, um, I think it's becoming, you know, more and more, I guess it, to say, I guess the word would be almost like professionalized. When I started, there was, you know, I, I think maybe 100, 150 therapists, and so it was a very small body of people, and, uh-huh. you know, we basically knew each other for meeting for AGMs and things like that, and um, now I just, um, I mean, we're almost... 4,000 RMTs, I think, in BC, so a huge, you know, almost exponential growth in the numbers. And, yeah, really. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I just think that, you know, when I started out, it was a huge fight to, to be recognized as a professional. Most people didn't know what a registered massage therapist was at all. And, um, you know, I had to, when I first began my practice, I was actually the third RMT in Victoria, if you can imagine. And now oh, I wow. have hundreds. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, we had a, you know, just a huge struggle to make ourselves, you know, our profession understood by the public and by the physicians and things like that. And, um, I had some very good advice from my own personal doctor uh, when I first went into the massage therapy and explained what I was doing. I'd done my training and Dr. Batty knew what I was going into. And uh, he said um, one of the biggest concerns he has is when he referred um, his patients to, you know, the complementary health professions, he always wondered, well, whatever happened to them? So he said, if I can give you, you know, one tip, I, I'd suggest that you contact your doctors once you've worked with a patient and say, you know, thank you for referring such and such a person to me. And... Um, this person came in with such and such a condition, and I worked with them, you know, and uh, hopefully I was able to report out that he was being successful in, in, uh, in helping in helping the person you know, recover from injuries or, you know, get over a bad back or whatever the, the uh, person's condition was. And so at the end of my long, long, long days of working, I would sit down and handwrite 
um, letters to the referring physicians, and I actually got a huge number of referrals from the doctors because uh, I was reaching out to them, and I guess they were going, oh, well, that's uh, obviously I could work for such and such person with a headache, and uh, I'll move some more people along. So my practice actually grew very quickly, and uh, my closest friends have been studying with them to actually control out to Victoria, so all the patients I couldn't see, I would refer off to, to my, my colleague. And, uh, so my practice actually developed pretty, pretty quickly and well, well received. But in the public eye, there was a lot of confusion initially with the Indian massage was a sexual service. So, you know, the, uh, the phone calls I had to receive when I actually was at work were sometimes incredibly unpleasant. I said, hey, how are you doing to work on Monday morning? Let's do the cribble. Uh-huh. And you know, people show up in my office and expectations that I was going to be accosted to. And uh, I carefully, you know, kind of myself as, as professional as possible by wearing a you know, white uniform and flashing a portal in the game room and like that. And then come in and they look around and they go, oh, oh, I think I'm in the wrong place. And they, How long were we in our days, Margaret, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. Anyway, I got like, my legitimate referrals mostly from my physician. That was my case initially. And, uh, you know, by, by, you know, taking the time in, you know, long and busy work days to, to actually correspond with my patients who what they had been spurring on stiffed out of fees at some point. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. But in the beginning when you know I needed the money I needed to repay student loans and I needed money to pay my mortgage and all that. It was yeah. it was pretty grim and, and again there was no no guidelines coming out of 
community association because we, I mean, we're such a small body of, of practitioners beyond the people on the board and just weren't thinking along right. those lines. So anyway, I, I just uh, jumped in there. And yeah. uh, I'm an old, old the oldest yeah. of three, oh, uh, three children, so I'm the great... bossy one and busy telling them my, my siblings what to do. So I took over telling yeah. the new massage therapist what to do and how to do it. Right. <laughs> Well, we have you to thank for a bunch of our uh, foundations, and it sounds yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, we I have to one yeah. thing. I ran my first ad. Oh, no one do that, and he's like, "So we rely very much on you know, um, on my my meeting with the doctors of Victoria and, and just running an ad in yellow pages." And so um, there was no distinction made between um, non uh, licensed people, and things like that. And to my heart, when my phone book came up with my listing, I was listed after Dying of Dan, which only contributed to the confusion in the public mind. And so one of the things the APM three part three section took upon that tell us and work in the C towers because it was meant to get a distinction made in the yellow pages between registered services and you know massage services. And that's obviously in place to this day. But it took a number of years of pressure actually from our association to, to get to us to arrange to do that. That's a great answer to the first question, Margaret. We've gone <laughs> into all sorts of areas that we could extrapolate upon. Let's move on to the next okay. one, um, which I think will be really interesting. Uh, if you were to advise a newly minted graduate and you had five minutes to give them some words of advice or some wisdoms as an RMT, what, what would you advise a new graduate? Well, I would say, I'm really from my veteran. And so I just have to say, you know, I'm a veteran. I don't know if you just wouldn't be politically involved in the community school, and that's pretty well. Almost a whole lot of things are still the same. I just want to be You're totally. Cracking up there, and, Margaret. I missed I, pretty much all of that. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, I beg your pardon. That's sorry. Okay. Um, I guess it's speak more clearly into the computer here. Technology. Um, <laughs> yeah, technology. Yes, and I, I miss you, know, miss you and lose you a bit too. Yeah, I guess I, yeah. for people, I'd say as long as you continue to love what you're doing and, and love working with people, um, you know, I think that that is the best guideline about how to be successful, you know, in, in your profession and have it nourish you and you be able to continue to, 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 to you know, love and work with people the way you do. Mm -hmm. When you started then as a massage therapist, you must have had some baseline where you loved the idea of the work and, and then found that you did as you got into the profession more, seeing that you've been in it for 40 years. Sorry, what was the question then? It's not so much a question as much as a comment that you, you're saying that the advice that you give a new graduate is something like, if you love it, then then you'll be successful and, and maintain as long as you're uh, in love with it. And so I was just thinking you must have had a, a, a love of the work right off the bat. And oh, it is, that, yeah, I, I imagine yeah. that stayed with you over time. No. I think it's just, it's, it's just been solidly maintained all, all, all my working life. Has it grown at all? Have you... Yeah, how I got how I got into it. I was working at the uh, Ubic Library as a as a library assistant for for a number of years, and yeah. how I got into massage therapy was uh, I was having coffee with a bunch of my library friends one day, and I was talking about I was, had taken a weekend workshop in just relaxation massage, and and I was massaging my mom and my sisters and my good friends and things like that, and I remember saying to the coffee group that oh, I just I am just the happiest when I'm massaging. And this man asked this question. He says, well, if you love it so much, why don't you become a professional? Well, I didn't even know such a thing as a professional existed. 
yeah. you know, there was two two registered massage therapists in in, in Victoria, and, and they were just invisible. I had no such I, no idea such a thing existed, and so right. I began to do a bit of footwork, and I eventually contacted the association board office in Vancouver, and you know, found out about how you became a registered massage therapist, and and that sort of uh, you know set me on on the path. Where did you do your training in in the beginning? Uh, in in uh, Toronto. At, okay. at, what, uh, what was it? Um, Edith uh, Sasse's school. Right. Canadian, Canadian College of Massage and Hydrotherapy. And it was in downtown Toronto then. Eventually it moved out to Sutton, which was north of Toronto. And then I think it's back in the... Was that the only place? That was the only, the, that was the only college in the whole of Canada where you could do the training and come back and write the BC boards. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. One <laughs> school. One yeah. school. Yeah. You know, and so much came after that. You know, John Ranney starting the West Coast College here, and then uh, so uh, Sutherland Chan in 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 Toronto. So it 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 started shortly after I I completed my training. Uh-huh. So that's, you know, and of course it's now just proliferated. There's so many schools. You know, Doug's wonderful college in you know in the Okanagan there. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, last question. As a long time massage therapist, you must have had a number of really great experiences I was I was imagining is there any without you know giving specifics is there any one experience as a therapist that really stands out to you as something special oh gosh that's a good question any one thing or a set it doesn't have to be an experience as far as one exact experience but maybe there was a time and place in your career where it was profound or I was really curious about that idea. Ah, that's a great question. I mean, I mean, this is a, a humorous experience. Would, would that qualify, do you think? So would a What's humorous that? experience qualify, do you think? Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, totally. yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, so, so I, I had this, um, uh, we were working with a patient for a number, you know, quite some time who was mentally challenged, and, and she was not... Uh, not the friendliest or most uplifting or lighthearted person around, you know, and she never laughed, right? Uh-huh. And anyway, one day I was massaging her, and I, I had a, you know, we just got the same hydraulic table, right? And so I had her up on the on the hydraulic table, and uh, um, and then there was a power outage, and so here she was, way up in the air on the hydraulic table, and it's the only time <laughs> I'd ever seen her laugh. Because there she was, she was stuck and, and couldn't get her off. I mean, she weighed 300 pounds, she was just huge, right. you know. And that's the only time I ever saw Rosie just lose it. And we just laughed ourselves silly. I mean, I laughed till the tears came out of my eyes. And I said, Rosie, I can't get you down. We'll have to wait for the electricity to come back on. Uh-huh. Oh, dear. How long was the electricity out? It was off for about 20 minutes. It wasn't a long time. But you hear the word just telling ourselves silly in the, in the treatment room. Oh, that's pretty. Um, funny. Yeah, it's, it's not terribly profound, but it was, it was <laughs> memorable. <Yeah. laughs> well, I think those those humorous experiences within our work. I don't know. I might argue that humor is a bit profound uh, on some levels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually, I'm thinking of another experience. This was uh, I hadn't been a therapist very long, maybe you know, a couple of years. And I was working with a young woman in uh, Victoria, and uh, she'd been in this horrendous motorcycle accident, and her foot had literally been torn off. Oh, boy. And I was working with her, and, and she was just, she was young and, you know, full of 
been in vigor and just full of life and she wanted to go dancing and she was going dancing on this badly injured foot, you know, and hobbling around on her cane and things like that. And so it was really interesting to work with her because I began to educate her about how the muscles and, and especially the nerves come back and, mm-hmm. and telling her about how the nerves respond and, you know, kind of the, you know, deep and light pressure and, you know, the sensitivity to heat and cold and stuff like that. And so I began to really enroll her in, in her own healing and, and and so we would, you know, watch her progress. And, you know, the first time she came to me and she said, I got into a bath and I could feel that the water was hot with my yeah. foot, you know, and it was just like this aha moment. And it, it, and it was enabled me to kind of coach her to look after herself better because she'd just been going out and wailing around because she was taking meds and she didn't feel anything. And because the right. meds hadn't regenerated yet, she wasn't really feeling. And I was so desperately afraid she was really going to damage this carefully reattached you know uh-huh. and but it was just it was, it was a wonderful thing to work with her and, and get her involved in, in knowing more about the anatomy and, and the healing process and what to watch for and how we would you know test well, well can she feel light can she feel the deeper pressure you know and, uh, things like that so that was a pretty yeah. amazing experience yeah I bet i mean it's really when you think about it the type of work that massage therapy affords the therapist is can be really this beautiful process of seeing where somebody starts and where yeah, they end yeah, and, and yeah. when it's done well it's this beautiful space of healing yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah very cool okay i have uh, one i'm going to add a bonus question just because i'm curious and you can answer this or you don't have to did you and peter meet through massage therapy we did yeah yeah i was going off to an agm <laughs> and so i called my friend mark uh-huh. white in Vancouver, and because and, I had, um, when, when I was training in, in, in um, the uh, college in, in Toronto, uh, Edith's school did two intakes, and so I was, did an intake in September, and then my friend Mark Wake started in January, and so we sort of bridged over and, you know, developed a bit of a friendship, and so uh, when Mark graduated, he came back and settled in Vancouver and practiced there, so I phoned Mark up. Um, on this AGM and said, hey, Mark, can I um, come stay at your place? Because he was one of those uh, co-ops in Falls Creek. And meanwhile, Mark had also tutored Peter, because Peter had trained in the States at Boulder School of Massage Therapy. Okay. And so um, Peter also knew Mark, but unbeknownst to each other, we obviously at that point didn't know each other. So Peter from Powell River phoned Mark and said, hey, Mark, can I come stay at your place? (laughs) And we met, and one thing led to another. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. And Peter took me dancing to, to BB um, <laughs> King at the Commodore Ballroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, for those of you listening, massage therapy can be totally romantic. It can be. <laughs> yes. And we always consider Mark White our our, our um, sort of, uh, little angel who introduced us, you know. That's super cool. Yeah. 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 Great. Well, thank you, Margaret. Uh, I really appreciate that. This is. Uh, I've I've loved talking with you very briefly. It's it's been really insightful. And um, for those of you listening, we're gonna uh, have this in one particular episode, and then we have Peter, who is Margaret's spouse, in another episode. So we'll play them sort of back to back. But for those of you like this one, you can hear Peter's answers to a few of the similar questions and and see uh, what the cumulative 78 years of wisdoms will amount to. So again, thanks very much, Margaret. And you can pass me over to Peter whenever he's ready. Okay, I'll do that. Okay, great to talk to you. And good questions. Great talking to you.